Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The trailer booking and Billy Bones Paolo DiCaglio West Ham United More than just a Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 9, episode 18. My name is George. I'm back after technical difficulties and an international break. And I'm here with John. Hello, John. Hello, George. How are you? Very well. How is yourself? Excellent. Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not good, bad. Good. And I'm here with the Shedman himself, known as Shedman across international waters these days, doing international podcasts. It is Nigel Khan. Hello, Nigel. I'm in my shed. I did, uh, I did watch your... Uh, your input on the American West Ham podcast yesterday. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. Picked you up, Sam. Picked you up. Yeah, you did. Mike Shaw, I knew about it's you and Johnny Boyst. It is your <laughs> podcast. Well, did you like how I magnated towards, I made a word up there, magnated towards John. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did pick See, I, mag- I clicked magnated. on the link just with you saying, right, okay, the bloke goes, right, I'm going to have a chat with these guys. We're all done now. I'll see you later. Oh, right. so I, I didn't see any of it. It is there. You can watch it from the start. Oh, right. it's on that link, is it? Yes. If you click the link, it plays it from the start. But, you know, I made sure that they knew I wasn't from Claret and you, and I wasn't from any other place. I was from more than just a podcast. Podcast. Excellent. Podcast. Uh, you had... We didn't really talk that much about the Spurs game, really. It was kind. It was kind of more about um, the. Well, you did a little bit, but it was more about how you got into West Ham and how it all started, and how the podcast started, and everything else. But what were your thoughts? You were the only one that attended on on Saturday. Was it as bad as it looked on the uh, television, Nigel? Um, oh, I don't know. After watching match of the day, I thought it looked worse. Did it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 the goals, the, the the first half goals 
and our goals were up the other end to where we were or ours. Yeah. And I didn't realise how close the first one was to Roberto. Um, should have done better, shouldn't he? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, I don't, it, it was seemed a tight, even game. And, and the problem we've got is conceding the first goal, it's like, it's like the team crumbles. And it's like, you could see, it's, it, you know, they've got no faith in, in that keeper. And, you know, I've done my bit in defending him and, and say, look, we've got to try and he is what we've got and we've got to get behind him and whatever. But I think there comes a point where it's so detrimental, not just to the club, but to the performance on the pitch and the way the other players have no faith in him, in my opinion, that, it you know, it, it's it's time to to bring him out of the firing line. And if that means playing like a 16-year-old that we've got, because for some reason they won't put, or they're not put David Martin in, they're not going to play David Martin, get the under-23 keeper in. You know, we've done it in the past when we had that Neil Finn and we had keepers out and he was only 17 years of age. But he's got to go. But, I mean, the, the first goal was disappointing but you could say it was coming. The second goal uh, was was poor defending, and and the third goal again, off, you know, Diop. Uh, off, I think it was Creswell that let him run past uh, Kane. Let, let no, it's Fredericks that let Kane run off of him onto the back of Diop. But Diop just got out muscled, and he's supposed to be a big old lump. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It's it, He's causing not obviously he's a goalkeeper, so it causes a problem for the whole team. But it's making the players distracting them. Isn't it? It's the if you're a centre centre defender and you know that you've got no kind of support or backup behind you, you're going to be thinking about that a lot, and you're going to get caught out. And I just think the, the team just lacks the confidence because they don't have any confidence in him. Bit, bit, they know if yeah they know if it's a shot on target, it's. Good chance of going in. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I watched the game with with a Tottenham fan of a friend of mine, and I said to him, "You watch this keeper. If you get shots on target, they'll go in." And I, I, I think two of the three, the first and the third, you know, you could argue that they, if it was a better goalkeeper, it would they would have been stopped. Well, the, the, definitely the first goal, and I, the, the the third goal came great header, heads it down. But he he sort of flaps at it as he dived yeah, across. And he weren't far away no, from he it, was he? And I think if he was quicker. Right. He would have been there. A, a, a lot of other keepers would have saved it. It's it's a tough old lot, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, being a goalkeeper in form like that. Believe me, I've been there. And, and when you're a crap keeper yeah, to begin did, with, you did put your you did put your name forward well, didn't you? I did. <laughs> on the podcast yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, when you're a crap keeper and you watch that, I do feel, and that's perhaps why a bit of me feels full of bloke, because believe me, I've been there. And and that's how I know, like the blokes that were playing in front of me uh, at one point, you know, they they had no confidence in me. And it led to arguments in the team, you know, because some of my mates were backing me while the others were like, he's got to go. And they're having, you know, it's being done in front of you. And, so then when you walk out the next game, the, first, the the thing on your mind is don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake, don't make a mistake. But then what that does is clouds your judgment. So mm. you can see that actually. Well, it comes running out trying to punch everything. Yeah. Look, early doors, they floated a ball into the box. Now, when a ball's floated, you've got to come and collect. 
He was rooted to his line for the last minute, came out to punch it, missed it. I don't know who it was. One of their blokes edited it, and it, luckily it went over, and I think he got flagged for offside or anyway. But but the telltale sign was there. Straight away, you think, oh, he, he, he's gone. You know, and that, for me, was it. I, it was early in the game, but I thought that was when I thought, nah, he's definitely shot. His confidence is shot. It's like a golfer with the yips. You know, and the, or the dart player that can't release the darts, they're gone. John, can you shed any light on the, the Roberto situation <laughs> or the Spurs performance? Uh, not, well, no, not really. What can you say? It's, you know, I, I've thought, I've said before, you know, he's, he's saved a good few. He's not great, but he's saved a good few. But he has kind of, kind of gone the run his course and he is like Nigel says he looks bereft of confidence completely so I do think it's time he got taken out the firing line and therein lies the problem for the manager or the whatever because who do they who do they bring in well yeah I mean I'm I'm hearing a lot about well, there's, it's very split again at the moment, isn't it? The West Ham fan base seems to be split, but I guess it's not just us. I think it's the same for Everton and Arsenal and Man United to an extent. But there's obviously a split between keep him in or get rid of him, Pellegrini I'm talking about. And the people that are for him, which Nigel, I think you, you're one of them. I'd say I'm still on the fence. I like being on the fence. But the... Uh, the argument against or for him is that, you know, the the players aren't performing. You can tell that then they're, they're not performing. Why are we always blaming the manager? Let's blame the players. But it all stems for me. It stems back to the the players. You know, the, the biggest problem we've got, I can see, is other than the goalkeeper, is a lot of them aren't running. They're not putting the work in. None of them seem that bothered. Once soon as the goal goes goes in, their heads go down and they're not trying anymore. And I think, well, it goes back to the manager. It's the training. It's the, f- the fitness. It's the urgency. So I think there's a lot. He's got a lot to answer for. Nigel, what what are you seeing in him that makes you want to keep him on? I mean, it's twofold. A, a, a new accusation against us is a lack of pace. But we've got but Creswell, Anderson, Fredericks. These people got pace. So, but if they're not putting it in, Yarmolenko is supposed to have pace. So, if these people are out on the pitch, but we're not seeing us break with pace, that's a decision making. When actually, when the players cross the white line, they're away from the manager. So, the manager does the coaching during the week. It gives them a team talk, sets them up. They cross that white line. It's down to them. It's their decision making at the moment. They've got the ball. And this but what is if what his, they are what if doing his preparation wrong. isn't good enough? What if his preparation isn't good enough? Well, what if that's where it, it, it was good from? enough last season, and it was good enough at the start of the season. The bad run coincides with us losing a goalkeeper. Now we've took two points out of possible what twenty two, twenty five. I'll ask you both a question. I know what you're going to ask. Right, so there you go. I've probably <laughs> asked you it, but if we had Fabianski, how many more points would we have? It could look at those games where we haven't picked up points. Say, if we had Fabianski, bare minimum. Well, yeah. Well, pro- well, probably. Yeah, you're going to say the five points, aren't you? Which would take us up to seventh or whatever um, it was. But, but the, but you know, it, 
does all come back to him, doesn't it? He, he or, or him or Husilios, however you say, it, picked Roberto, brought him in, right? So he's picked him as our number two. He's played him. He's had, okay, one bad game, you might let him off. Two bad games, then you've got to start. And these bad games, by the way, are the ones that are causing the confidence problems. They're the ones that are causing the issues amongst the rest of the team, you could argue. So, you know, if we had a different goalkeeper, perhaps we would have got those extra points. But we haven't had a different goalkeeper. So whose fault's that? No, but th- so therefore, when, when the good goalkeeper comes back and we're not going down early to poor goals, so the, so the team grows in confidence because it's not behind and it's not chasing a game and not trying to do things to get back into a game. So actually, we may score first and then be able to mm. hold on to it. Then there's a change there, isn't there? So, but 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 the re- we haven't had that better goalkeeper. He hasn't come in early enough. Well, no, but what we've got at the moment is we've got a manager who actually, you know, if we keep saying it, is the best we've ever employed on paper. And coaching ability-wise, when he came to the club, everybody was hailing everything he'd done. He's had six bad weeks due to the loss of a keeper. And I'd throw in Antonio as well. He's lost two of our best players. And now we want to sack him, throw into the Wolves, and bring in any Tom, Dick or Harry that, that might be possibly throwing their hat into the ring or might not. You know, And we're just going to jettison him after six games. And I'm, and I'm looking around and thinking, you know, we've had managers that have had poor seasons and then the very next season has been an outstanding season. Yet if we'd have jettisoned them after that poor season, we don't know. We may have just carried on crumbling. You've got to allow managers time. He's only had three transfer windows, hasn't he? The short-termism yeah. of, the, of the current fan base... Astounds me, you know. Yesterday, I got asked a question, didn't it, on that show? You watch, what's the best thing about this club and the worst thing? And the answer was the same: the fan base. It's not. It, it's not just our fan base, though, is it? Oh, like I said, no, it's, it's, it's a number of. It's the modern football fan. Yeah, it? it's the. Yeah, the, 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 but I think it is. It is heightened. It's worse for us because of the whole stadium move and the history with the ball. Oh. But let's not get into that yet. Yeah, we won't go John. down that road because we know what we'll say. <laughs> John, what what's your opinion on the manager? Is is it his fault or is it the players? You know, who's I, I said I'm on the fence. I'm probably erring more on the side of time for change because I'm just well, with it all, the club as a whole, I'm not feeding any love for it at the minute. Um but what's your opinion? Um well I mean I do understand I I do can see this thing about the keeper being one of the main reasons we are doing what we're doing but then I will revert back to as you were saying but that's all management decisions that have left us in this situation but you know my only real argument for it for a change because I agree really that we should shouldn't have short termism with the manager we should allow these to have a bad run get ourselves out of it obviously not not go down the route of the Avran Grant situation when it's bloody clear and obvious then you need to get something done. But, you know, the other side of the argument is is that he's, he hasn't got a long-term contract, he's not a young man, and he's not doing very well. So there, all of a sudden, there are people out there 
for whoever knows what's true and who's telling the truth about anything out there or who says they want to come or not want to come when you you know when you're looking at some of these names that are being offered or being talked about you sort of think well actually if they were in charge and they had proper backing which is another argument which we'll go into later then maybe we should have a change if they're available now whether they're willing if they're willing to come then maybe we should do because you know he isn't the long-term solution and he's doing pretty awful so you know if we do ride this season out with him which we probably will do which I think is their aim and we do end up 14th or something having an awful season then what for next season do they just get rid of him in the summer anyway and go again you know it's 14th an awful season well, it's just well, it's not. It's a, it's an abstander at West Ham season, isn't it? That's what, and, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're we're judging it because of you know a lot of people have this perception. Ignore what's gone on in the past. If we ignore what they've said about bringing us here and whatever, this is an entirely typical West Ham season. And that's part of me why I don't get the reaction from the fans. So if you take it and compartmentalise it. This is the key is season. Nigel. The key is you can't is separate you, the two yeah. things. I can you know it's what you what you said first. It was let's forget what they've said, and that's they've said that, so no one's going to forget that. No. You can't can't separate the two. I mean, I mean the fact the fact of the matter is I haven't got I haven't got a season ticket anymore and don't go anymore because of that. Yeah, and I didn't want to just keep saying this is shit. I don't want to be here. I just thought, well, well, it, it, that's I, it. I, I, there was a, a few people on Twitter. Um, I think it's Kevin from Sex and Drugs and Colton Cole. I think he tweeted that his mm. dad, you know, sitting next to him, said, "I can't do this anymore." You know, and the, the sad thing is, is, is that every year that goes on, it's those type of people that the club is losing. And it's you know it it's neutralising us in a way. Yeah, it is. It's 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 making a, a new new club with a new fan base. Yeah, essentially sanitising the whole thing. And it's you know you can't take away that those two things the the annoyance and the level of like this this sort of satisfaction with it all is directly equated to the fact that they took us out of our routines, our comfort or whatever, everything that we had over there brought us to here on the promise of better things. And here we are, what's it now? Three, four seasons? I can't even know. Is it how long we've been here now? Four, we've had three, four yeah, years. This is season four. This, our, this is season four, yeah. And, and we're still the same. And you just said to me, this is a typical West Ham season. Yeah, it is. But I could put up with a typical West Ham season when season when I was going, you know, I was down, the, you know, round by the bowling and going to all the same old pubs, having, this, having the nice nights, days and whatever outs that we had. But when you've lost all that coming here, that seems a bit Hurts. more important. Just seems a bit more important to have the success on the pitch. Yeah. Because that's all you've actually got left to hold on to. Yeah, I don't. I, I, yeah. I think you've, you've you've said you've said it well there. In, when people get, you know, you see people they're going, "Oh, how can you walk away?" And then they don't understand. It's you know, oh, I support West Ham. They're paying on Acne Marshes is a favourite. Some people throw, and I don't think they understand how it, it's all 
wrapped up. The day is all wrapped up. And the football is part of it, but but a big part of it is the social side. When you go football week in, week out, you become immersed in the social side. And you, you do, know, you get in the culture of it's it. It's the only thing that keeps me going, um, to be fair, is is the social side. And I'm not even really partaking in that at the moment because I'm busy Saturdays. So I'm rushing around like a blue ass fly to get to games or to get home. To, to finish off like my other job now. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that is it. That's, you know, when we were the same old West Ham, I mean, how many times we used to joke about it, didn't we? It was a saying, you know, another good day, uh, day out sport by a game of football. Mm-hmm. But it didn't seem to really matter. We were just, because we'd all go to that pub and we'd all meet there to be the same people and you'd all, I mean, and that's just, gone because it's like the only sort of real pubs are all over up in Stratford well walking from there every time just to get to the ground was sort of shit you don't want to go you know there's there's so many sides to it so that we need they need to put the success on the pitch to to actually just delay it just for people to stay stay with it and this is the reaction what's happening now because it, it is same old West Ham it's just repeating it, absolutely repeat. I mean, how many managers have they gone through? I mean, what, how good a manager have you got to be to succeed under this board? You know, when people start realising, it's probably not the managers. It's probably from above. Well, I think I think a majority of us realise that, don't we? Well, certainly on this podcast, all of us do. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I think, the, you know, if... I don't, you know, I don't mean to say this. People say it's the wrong way, but the crumb of comfort, of comfort is, is that that they moved us there, hoping that their legacy would be popularity. You know, these are two people that want to be popular with the fan base, and the fact that they're not popular with the fan base, the fact that they're probably hated now and despised by a, a large, I don't know, about majority, but a large. 45, maybe 50% of the fan base despise them and literally hate them. I, f- I think that will cut to the core of them. And all we need to do is get the other 50% on side and then they might piss off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it just what some, I mean, I didn't read it, but again, what sort of sums it up is the Karen Brady stuff this weekend. Again, digging out fans and whatever. She, I mean, it's just whole- a- it's just a disconnect, isn't it? It's they, there's just no connection between board and fans and knowing how the 45 or 50%, as Nigel says, feel. You know, I, I, it's just, there's just no kind of sense of, well, understanding about what we're all thinking and what we're upset about or pissed off about. Well, I got hooked in by the just... Karen Brady. You know, I don't, you know, well, I don't follow her, to be fair. I'm banned from following her. So I'm blocked from reading Karen Brady's tweets. But I'd see a screenshot of it, of the, the thing, and you looked at it and, and you think, you know, I think I said, you know, did she really say that? So it made me go and read the article. <laughs> Just to not. Oh, you fell for it. <laughs> it. Fell for it was it. a Sean trick because actually, uh, but I still can't oh, believe she said it. it. I posted it. You up. know, I still can't believe she said fans are easily led. Of course they are. You're a living embodiment of that. 
you know? Yeah, it, it was just, it was all about the Joe Gomez Sterling row and the fact that Gomez got, got booed and our fans are e- easily led. And, you know, and you think, oh, you, you just you just probably shouldn't have chose those yeah, words. Those words. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh my god! It's just, just Rita, um, yeah, it is. my life. <laughs> it just is one thing after the other, isn't it? And it's you know you can either, it's like myself, just put up or shut up, don't you? You just can't keep moaning about him. Just keep them religiously. Just keep blindly going and paying and paying and paying. No, John, I think I'm making good. a living out of it now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's not really going to change, is it? The borders, they're not going anywhere. So it's just, you know, but we said it the other day. I mean, they have got a no record of success running a football club and they show it time and time again how poor they are actually doing it. I you mean, know, they just have, don't seem to have any idea. And when someone put up a thing the other day about how much they've actually spent over their time on key positions and things. And it was, you know, and I was having this row with Sean Marie about, he was, I said, they've only spent £7 million on a goalkeeper. And he's, well, they paid this, they've paid this, they've paid that, including fees. Agent fees, this, this, You know, like, when, you know, you look at it, I mean, Yaska Lyon, before, you know, you look at all these freebies they get in and they're talking now as a solution, another freebie. It's just, you just couldn't make it up, really. Well, the, the, to, the one to, he put up today, you know, it, uh, you know, if that is the answer, then David Martin's got a massive problem. <laughs> yeah, no, what is wrong with David because, Martin? Uh, Why are they not going to give I'd him a I'd love to know. Uh, you know. Has anyone seen him play? I haven't seen him play. Has anyone? I, do you know what? I, <laughs> the only game I've seen him play yeah, know the game. Um, <laughs> is, the, is the FA Cup right, game, was it last year? Yeah. Right? When he uh, the ball in the pushed the ball in his own net. And we but, cheered that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Wasn't that just before we got smashed by what, Wimbledon? Uh, or am I getting that mixed up? No, we'd already been smashed by Wimbledon, hadn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, how, how bad can he be? He can't be any worse. And even if he is, you know, slightly better or just as bad, it, it's that momentum change isn't it it's the fresh goalkeeper it's the mentality change for the rest of the team it's the confidence from the defenders because he hasn't made a mistake yet so once he starts making the mistakes then we go back to square one and we think about it again but, yeah. but just give him a go I mean I was it's, talking I to a Millwall mate and he, he said he can't understand why we ain't put him in he said because no, he, it doesn't he, make any sense he, he said he weren't a bad keeper for Millwall uh, MK Dons, where he was for a good few years, I think he won Player of the Year a couple of times. And I know that's like Div 1, Div 2, but, you know, when we look at Roberto, I don't see Div 1 keepers making those mistakes. No. No, it's just, it just makes you wonder about the whole thing, you know. You know, and a lot of people talk about him like, Pellegrini, no inspiration from the bench, and no, mm-hmm. you do wonder really. You know they are they are running around their heads down. You know Anderson looks like a completely different player. Haller on on Saturday couldn't trap a bag of sand, could he? He was he was awful, yeah. and you're just like, how do we take these decent? We don't we don't get 
brilliant players, do we? Very rarely do we get them. But we get decent players. And why do they never get improved? They always get worse. They become West Ham players. Yeah, it's just... What they is don't wrong change with us. <laughs> we drag them down to our level. Yeah. Well, look at... We've done it with Pellegrini. Pellegrini's, look at Pellegrini's record yeah, look at, before it comes to us. Know, it's like, what is it with this club? Oh. I, I think Birmingham used to have a gypsy's curse, wasn't it? And didn't, and didn't Barry Fry have to go and piss in four corners of the, the ground to try and lift it? Yeah, Do you think there's a gypsy's curse? Uh, oh, I've got a fox by my back door. Um, oh, you don't want to let that Yeah, happen. yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> a bit of wildlife wild 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 update there. He's a fuss and he's <laughs> just had a shit on the patio. Thank you. Right. Let's have a chat about the management potential replacements then. There's no, it's no secret that their ma- manager, Pellegrini, is under pressure. There's names flying about across social media, in the press. Which is a disgrace, in my yeah, opinion. Well, it's what it is. Name, it's day and age, isn't it? How can you officially say that this person's actually interested? It's just... Right, the, f- the first one we're going to discuss is Chris Hewton, because he was the first name that kind of got floated around. Sean added fuel to the fire by posting a picture of him again. What? <laughs> like what? It's did. only a picture. I've only yeah. posted a picture. Oh, like it, like he did. Just think the first time it was funny, the second time you were a twat. <laughs> well, no, the first time it weren't well, even no, that funny. That's that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be kind. And that's just Sean down to T, isn't it? <laughs> Sean down to t- a twat. How many, yeah, well, not my Sean since he was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but he he did he put the picture up and he got absolute pelters for it on Twitter um, but Chris Hewton what do we think oh, I don't know <laughs> it would make sense to me like, not that I'm saying I don't particularly want him but he hasn't got a club at the minute he'll be free the managers would love that um, the yeah, owners would love that all the boxes yeah you know ex-player um, East End boy um, went to Bonaventure yeah, School yeah. in Forest Gate. Yeah, youngish Tottenham in terms legend. Of management. What more do you want? Well, yeah, that's that's the other thing, isn't it? But you know, it would make. I could see if the board appointed him. I could see their reasons for doing it. I could see their arguments for doing so. The the thing I don't particularly like about that option is the rumor that it's just a six month. Mm kind of a stopgap. Now that to me is just a lazy appointment. Again, it's just like no ambition. If you're gonna if you're gonna put him in the job, back him, you know, give him some support, give him a two year contract, three year contract and give him a go. Don't just do another six months and it's just like a moise all over again, isn't it? Yeah. I mean five or six years ago I wrote an article in Overland and Sea while Allardyce was the manager and Operation Allardyce out was in full swing about and I picked two managers I think the club should turn to. One of them was Chris Hewton and I alluded to the fact that this him and this other manager who I'll name later, we should give them a five year contract and allow them the time and, and, and the ability to build a team because you've got to build a team, you've got to have the time to be able to do it. So Hewton was one I picked. He was the more steady the manager then at the time. Um the the other manager hadn't managed in the Premier League yet then. So that I would accept you, and part of me is because I do love an ex-West Ham player to, to manage the club because I think they know the club. Hewton knew the club before he played for us because he was a local boy, so he would have known all about us. Um, so 
he's not let anyone down, has he? But he's, he don't set the world alight. I mean, look what Brighton no. have gone on to do since he's left. Yeah. So I don't think he's the answer, to be fair. No, I don't. But like I said, you know, if it's, it it's their the kind boxes. of appointment, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he's free. He's ex-player. He's right, so here's a choice English. then. So we do this for every manager. What do you do? Do you sack Pellegrini if Chris Hewton's the only one available? Well, yes or no? Pro- well, in in my opinion, or in no, the in your shoes. opinion. So, what would you do? You, would you say what would you do? <laughs> Keep Pellegrini. You're the West Ham owner. Well, no, I, I George Bucci. I Sullivan. think. I think. What would you do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I probably would make the change. Maybe give him a couple more games and make the change. Right. I think, and he, you know, is a bit of a bit more of a character, a bit more of a personality. You know, ex-player, like you said, knows the club. Maybe it's it's almost the polar opposite to to Pellegrini, so maybe that's worth All right, going. John Bucci Gold. <laughs> oh, I uh, I I think I think Pellegrini's a busty flush, mate. I think he's done really. So you'd make the change as well, Hewton. If Hewton's yeah, the old. only one, you would still make the only one. Nigel think- Nigel Brady Khan. <laughs> <laughs> that's below the belt. Uh, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, if I was Karen Brady, I probably wouldn't leave the ass because I'd be playing with myself. But anyway, um, oh, what? Dear, bring oh, the dear. tone down. Yeah, so, like, don't, don't put I, that image in shots. No, face. that's right. Uh, It'd be all over. Well, my missus always thinks there's something funny between me and Sean already. God knows what a lot of Karen Brady what she'd think. Um, I wouldn't make. I wouldn't pull the trigger. I'd keep Pellegrini against Chris Hewton. Wait, wait. It, they're talking of keeping him right till the words now is to the end of the year. Yes. Carefully, carefully put out there to the end of the year. So if we don't get any more points between now and the end of the year, where's that going to leave us? Yeah. I mean, we're going to be bottom, bottom three. three for sure. I'm we? not sure. The, the Everton result of the weekend was a turner though with Norwich. You know, they're picking up, you know, Southampton can't keep a lead. I'm still not sure. There's still three or four points with better goal difference. Um, but my, but you all laughed at me in October when I said, what will happen first, Brexit or West Ham win a game? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, and we I did. told you, Brexit's looking good. <laughs> it's looking all right. <laughs> so where's the next points coming from then, Nigel? Uh, Arsenal. Not Maybe not a win. But, well, it depends on what goalkeeper we've got in goal, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, the problem with Arsenal, we've, they've got two, you know, world-class strikers or top-quality mm. strikers in Abbey. Decent shot on target. Yeah, it's a goal that's what I'm saying. So, goal, there's, you know, everybody's looking to play West Ham, aren't they? Yeah. Right, next manager, Rafa Benitez. Not as strongly linked this time around as he has been in the past, but his name has been mentioned uh, my thoughts, exactly the same as Pellegrini, to be honest. He's even in China at the minute, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's just yes. it's quite uninspiring, you know, foreign manager, you know, bit of success at Liverpool and done managed some big clubs. But, you know, it's almost the same scenario as, as Pellegrini. So it's a no from me. Anyone else? Uh, I, I agree with that to some degree. You know, it is in my mind. Anyone goes to China, 
is retiring. You know, they're there for the money, and they they've lost the interest. I'd so. rather him than Hughton. Pellegrini-wise. Yeah, but if I was, again, if I'm looking at Pellegrini and Benitez, and Benitez is the only answer to, after second, I'd still stick with Pellegrini. I don't think it's a trade-up, and I don't think he would make a change. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't think, I honestly don't think that Pellegrini is going to turn this round. Keep the faith. And I think they're going to, they're going to have to make the change at some point. It, it, you say keep the faith, Nigel. We all know it's going to end really, don't we? Uh, Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well, let's say, you know, no, we don't actually. Cause, you know. Well, you see. <laughs> they, just, they just like to, prolo- they like to prolong it. They, they they're they're other... just deliberating the money, aren't they? They're, they're... No, yeah. I'll tell you what so I think they do. Look, at, they look at the it. fan base, see the reaction, and what happens is is because the fans, when we're losing, oh, someone to go after them. Yeah, they, you know, they, get, they read the polls that goes on. In, in certain places, no, no one would do a poll of being asked. Though, no, would they? they don't no, do anything. They've, like they've that. never been asked, have they? No one categorically would no. ask, or never been no. asked to do anything. Not. No, but we know no. that's true. Right, uh, next manager. Well, there's all sorts of things fine about on social media about him, Eddie Howe. Eddie, Eddie Howe. Howe. I would take. I would take Eddie Howe. Drop of a hat. Take him now. Yes. He was the other manager I yeah. wrote in that article five years ago, and bought before Bournemouth in the Premier League. And uh, you know, I, I'd have got him in then after Allardyce, as a because he has shown he he'll stick around at a club, so he's got loyalty. Um, we're a step up to Bournemouth, so he's coming up. He's proved himself in the Premier League, and. Th- I remember writing and saying, you have to sometimes allow managers to make mistakes and learn from their mistakes to make them better. You know, Pellegrini's made a mistake. The goalkeeper is a problem. The lack of backup. 
And that's why I will stick with Pellegrini because I believe he can learn from that mistake. Even if he is 66, 67, he can learn from that mistake and it can be righted. And therefore, we could go back to having the good Pellegrini. But I would take Eddie out. Yeah. I mean, I would as well. There was a bit of, um, not negativity, but, well, some negativity about his defensive record, especially recently, and how many goals his team at Bournemouth have conceded. Um, Does that concern either of you, especially with the players and goalkeepers we have? (laughs) It doesn't concern him the slightest because he won't be there. It, it don't, yeah. The reason, in theory, come the, on, the, the, John. The, the, we're talking about in theory. Yeah. Oh, in theory, no, it doesn't really worry me because he's, he's he plays be <laughs> attacking football. You know, <laughs> so you know, there's there's a bit of a trade-off sometimes in there. They, they have to sort of try and sort out the defence, but we, we haven't got what he needs to make the defence much better. In the meantime, he's just got to score more goals. No, but he? he's he's if if you look, he's had some good defenders at Bournemouth. You know, Bournemouth. You know, I don't know. If, Can't nick that. Aki. Well, that's the thing. You know, yeah, he, bring him with he, you. you know, he had Tyrone Mings down there, didn't he? he? You know, he's done well in buying in players and then selling them on for Bournemouth to make a profit. So. But for him to come to us, they're going to have to buy him out or buy him in or whatever, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Not on top of paying. This is a problem you get when you pay a manager like Pellegrini, the wages you're paying him. It's not the wages, actually. It's the having to get rid of him costs you even more money. You know, mm. we know there's no money in the pot. The, the, the club's going to probably announce at some point they've lost money last season because of all the transfer fees they spent. Not only have they got a sack Pellegrini, which would probably cost them about 10 to 12 million with all his staff being paid off and him being paid off. They then got to find, what, four or five million, maybe more, to buy a current manager out of his contract, which then does take you back to the Chris Hutons of the world because they're free. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Takes all the boxes, like we said. Uh, the next one, Sean Dyche. Again, lots of rumours going around about him on social media and whether or not he'd be interested or if he wouldn't. What's the opinion on him? I think he's all right, Dyche. I mean, he, he does come across a little bit of this reputation, I think, of the Allardyce type thing. But surely his success, what he's done with Burnley, really, and he's done it on such a budget, I mean, they don't. I mean, they they didn't leave us much, did they? The other the other week, they tore us apart. You know, well, helped by the goalkeeper pushing the ball in his own net. But yeah. yeah, but it didn't just it wasn't just long ball, was it? Or you know, I think if he would if give him different tools, I think he could possibly do well. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be too disheartened if he was our next manager. I would accept that quite easily. Personality-wise, I like him. He's, he's football, but it could be horses for courses. That you know, budget constraints at Burnley means that he has to bring in the players he, he does on a budget. You know, Chris Wood. He took the punt on Chris Wood when we looked at him and didn't have him. I think he got him from Millwall. And you know, the bloke is a steady ten to fourteen goal a season goal scorer for him. 
So, yeah, and that's what he plays with. But when you look at the balls weren't long balls into the box from the middle, he gets the ball wide and puts crosses in the box. Well, I remember West Ham playing like that with David Cross up front. You know, if you have the big bloke up front, have another bloke playing off of him, and we loved it. That was Hartson the, and Kitson. Yeah, again, there's another two. We used to love it. Artson and Kitson. We used to, Unsworth used to ping balls into the box in that first uh, full season that Artson had when Unsworth was there. And from left back, ping balls diagonally into the box for Artson to get on the end of and we pick up the scraps. And no one complained then. No. So, I mean, I, I'd quite like, so you'd go, you'd have, you'd have yeah, him, Nigel, yeah? See, I, I, what I'd like them to do is to go with a Howe or a Dyche and say, look, we want to have a core British core to our team of four or five players, some couple of oldies, a few youngsters, go out and get a few more youngsters and then a spattering of your Andersons and the, you know, of the flair players, flair quality players, not necessarily, you know, we can get some young English flair play, you know, but I'd like that just to be an actual sort of plan. This is what we want to do. This is what we want to try and achieve. But they're not like, but as you said, they, they, you know, they've been in football since oh, what, 1993. And yeah. when have they ever done that? They, they never did no. it at Birmingham. You know, they've definitely, you know, they came with us with a five-year plan and we're 10 years into their ownership and I don't even think they achieved, you know, what they wanted to achieve in three years, in, let alone, you know, in the five-year plan to get us anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, we're talking about the frustration of having a fan base that's so short-term focused when really it's our owners. You know, they they never really give anyone the time or the backing or the, you know, if they, if they give them some money and it doesn't perform, they get rid well, of them. And it vice says versa. to me that the longest manager they've had is Allardyce. And he was possibly the most god-awful manager we could have ever had. And it's quite fitting, really. And, yeah. Well, they, they put Avram Grant in charge, didn't they? Yeah, don't forget him. Yeah. Do you know what? I've, honestly, Are this may be a bit of thing, but I, I had more fun <laughs> in that one season under Avram Grant than I did, I think, in four years under Allardyce. Because, be Jesus. <laughs> we had I enjoyed Allardyce's season in the Championship. I enjoyed his season in the Championship. That was good because we were one of the best teams in the league, so it's always nice. Yeah, but even losing. then we didn't, you know, we, we, we won the losers. We came up the losers way. Yeah, but it's the... Most good fun day out. Yeah, I it it was yeah, a good day. Hey? Well, you say it was a good day out. We were shit and outplayed in that game, weren't we? Yes. We still won it. Yeah. Sound like now. <laughs> <laughs> He's anyway, available. Um, yeah, well, he is, yeah. I was going to say, if, if, yeah, it's not going Boys. Well, the boys, he's been banded around again, isn't it? You know, another yeah. six months. Has he tweeted that picture out? Oh, I don't know. He did, yeah, he did. Oh, he tweeted. Yes. Yeah. Again, wasn't funny the first time. Why is it going to be yeah. funny the third time? Uh, any other names you want to mention? No, nothing that really springs to mind. Some of them don't even know where they get the idea from. I saw one 
I'm using one which was Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, and Joe Cole's been mentioned, didn't he? Because he, he did some chat on the television. People talking about Joe Cole, Rio Ferdinand. I even saw um, saw sort of like you look at the betting. Some of the names being linked with us on the betting. It's like like Ince has been linked with us on the betting at twenty five to one. You're like really. What, what about John Terry? So, exactly, it's another one. <laughs> what about Stephen Gerrard? Well, do you know what? I mean, if you're going to go down the Lampard route like Chelsea have, then he'd be the perfect example, wouldn't he? You know, success or doing well at, at Rangers. You know, hasn't done anything really, but neither had Lampard at Derby. You know, they didn't, they lost, didn't get promoted. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. You'd take that, would you? It did break my heart at the age of. Yeah, that would uh, uh, one if you Billy, that'd be interesting, actually. To be fair, Stephen Gerrard, I think I'd like to text one if you Billy that because. The, the text that would come back would be just even I would struggle to keep up with the language. Uh, that that is one man who who, who spoiled a boy's fifteenth birthday and has never ever been forgiven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he did come out after us and said the West Ham fans applauded him off the pitch. He'd never seen anything like I, it. Well, I, that day just to go yeah. back. It, my estimation of him went up that day for Billy it may have been ruined but and it's all to do with I remember saying to Bill look no matter what happens Bill we stay and we watch the cup being lifted because we may never see another FA Cup final again and you, you have to enjoy the day the full day let's see him lift the cup and see it and obviously the rest of the West Ham fan base did the same so we've all stayed he's lifted the cup as is modern tradition now um Carragher, he's lifted the cup. I'll tell you what happened because I remember it. it Gerard's lifted the cup. They do the blah, 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 the, all the streamers and all that in the middle of the pitch. He hands the cup to Carragher, who Carragher waves it about. Carragher then goes to go to the Liverpool supporters, which was to my right. Then what happens is Gerard stops him and says, no. And they brought the cup to the West Ham fans because Gerard had noticed that all the West Ham fans had stayed behind. And I think if you look at the other cup finals, because Liverpool had done two or three cup finals in Cardiff, they'd beat they'd beat Arsenal, didn't they? Or they'd, they'd beat Arsenal in the first one at Cardiff. Uh, the Arsenal fans bolted for the door, didn't stay behind. We stood behind, and I think it, 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 I think there was a, a bit of respect there from Gerard for us for the way that we showed Liverpool respect after that game. Mm. Yeah, he did say. Yeah, I remember him talking about it afterwards. To Always make, get credit in defeat. There's a little connection we? for you. <laughs> yeah, we're good at it. <laughs> but there you go. There's yeah. our little link. So, there you go. Gerard in. Gerard in. Yeah, actually, right. over any thinking about it, I'd probably, if you're going to have an outsider, let's punt on him. Yeah, and I'll share Billy's tweet <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> right, Nigel. Here we go. It's your time to shine. Do you want to get your yeah, Facebook up? On. Are you ready to go? Facebook, Twitter, 
It's Facebook Twitter question time. It's where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcast, at facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast, or on Twitter at more TGA podcast. Read to you by Shedman, Nigel Khan. Right. Over to I you. I said I'd do this at four o'clock, George. I remembered at half past six. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah, and still got loads of comments. And we've got no <laughs> comments. <laughs> nearly far. How many? Uh, you know, we are going. You're going to have to so, start picking uh, out some before. Quickly, then, well, the problem is people comment because they 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 know we're going to do it. So quickly, yeah, we're doing a show tonight. So start your moaning here, but hey, any MPAT nonsense, and I won't be nice. So you've been warned. Uh, Nick Stanley, MP in. What's the point of getting a new manager now? We'll be in exactly the same position with Roberto in goal. The game could have been completely different with Fabi in goal. We can't judge MP till Fabi's back. He, he says we should get a new striker and goalkeeper in January and keep in Ed buried until then. And tell Sean thanks for the Le Guinness IPA bar in the Bobby Moore stand. Uh, I ain't got a clue what that is. The Lagoon. Lagu- Do you've heard of that beer? L A G U N. Lagunitas. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, I P A. Whatever that is. It's like a lager. It's like a bitter or something in it. Pow wow. In it. Okay. Indian pow wow. Yeah. Indian pow wow. In it. Uh, Dave Evans. It. Hey guys, great pod. Hey guys. Uh, Thanks, West Dave. Ham have been outrun by every Premier League opposition we have played this season. Oh, there you go. Just not good enough. Is it down to the stadium? No. Being too far away from the fans. Or is it lazy, unfit players or something else? And he's put a nice little graphic up just to prove that actually every club we've played this season has run more than we have. And he follows it up with Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, No comment from Rita today, it looks like. Uh, perhaps he was busy. She was busy. Sorry. Uh, Dave Jones. It's old uh, Ziggy Stardust. Evening all. No moan, but just abstract disappointment. Same old West Ham with only a few players showing grit and determination. We haven't mentioned it, but good to see Antonio back. And I don't think it's ashes to ashes for MP yet. <laughs> P.S. Has Ian Bill done a poll yet? As I don't read carrots are huge. <laughs> I'll use that one. <laughs> Carrots are huge. I like oh dear, oh dear. He hasn't done no, a poll. He hasn't so, been asked to yet. Yeah, we've well, been. No, not that he would ever get no, asked. We've been with different, you know, on a different poll this week at Swingers Party. Uh, Auntie Penn. Well, <laughs> he's not here to defend himself, is he? Let's lump in on him. Why didn't he start Antonio? Because he's just come back from injury. And, you know, you can't gamble with him. He made such a difference, which he did. I don't think Pele's thinking at times. I hope things pick up when Fabianski is back and can instill some confidence in the defence. Martin, gentleman and a scholar, thanks to Sean and Nigel for giving some airtime to the stadium on the last podcast. Hmm? I suspect the upper tier will need to be closed when we're in the championship. I hope not, because that's where I sit, and I ain't bloody moving into the dearer seats. Worst stadium move ever, and he's expecting Sean, who's not here, to say, get over it, move on, but he thinks a lot of fans feel the frame. Feel the same. 
Darren Kitchen. Haller looks almost happy as Secco. Anderson looks petrified and Roberto is a laughing stock. On the plus side, leaving on 60 minutes made for a lovely peaceful journey home and Antonio tried and smiles. Makes such a difference. Thanks, Darren. Ed Hughes. Do you gents remember the classic film Escape to Victory? Sly Stallone was an actor pretending to be a goalkeeper. He overly dramatically <laughs> threw himself around to look like he thought the keeper should look like. To me, it always looked awkward and unnatural. Despite the fact that Sly saves the penalty, he never looked like a proper keeper. Roberto reminds me of Stallone, someone pretending to be a keeper. It is like that. I said that after it was after the third goal, and he like flung after it and like waved his arms about a bit. That's quite it funny. was like he just wanted to show like he was trying, yeah, wasn't it? it was that like, is oh, fun. I'll make it look like well, I'm trying. It. And, and, and a fascinating fact for people: the, um, the action scenes, the goalkeeper when it wasn't Sly Stone. Do you know who it was in Escape to Victory? No, Benetti. it was Paul Cooper of Ipswich. So he was uh, Sly Stone's standing. So when they did the actual keeping scenes that weren't close up, uh, it was Paul Cooper of Ipswich. There you go, folks. Just to bore you a little bit more. Uh, Robert. Fascinating. Yeah, uh, the vicar of the parish says, Hello, boys. I was too late with my first ever question last time, so he's trying again. He's on board with the Brady Act campaign. We'll let you join in then, Rob. But it is only me and Sean who find her strangely attractive. That is strange, Rob. No, Nigel's admitted no, it today. I've always said this. Stand on me. There's only two good things about Karen Brady, people. <coughs> Left and right. Do you know if she ever starred in... No, I'm not reading that out. In any of her films. Sean's films. <laughs> <laughs> not some films. Well, in some dead they have in any of Sean's yeah. films. That's not what That's he not says. That's not what he says. He says, but probably. probably. So, can you send me a copy from your collection, Sean? <laughs> Sean, that well-known uh, uh, porn uh, uh, director, uh, Dirk Diggler, uh, Dan Perry. Uh, it says, we signed a good striker in Hernandez, which failed as he couldn't play up front on his own. So they sell Hernandez, they sign Allah, and we ask him to do the same. One thing I'd say is that even when it isn't working, Hernandez would run around an asshole. Haller just plods, and I'm tired of hearing he has no service. The team is struggling. And how many times do we see Snodgrass sprinting toward the keeper to see the resulting kick sliced out of play? More of that is needed. Snodgrass Rice was okay. Noble was excellent. Uh, Nick Harvey. Oh, no, it was Nick Stanley. I was going to say, I don't like double posts, but same Nick, different name. Uh, Evening gents and Mr. X, but Mr. X ain't here. Let's be clear, spuds were not good. We gifted them three goals, and that's down to Audrey Roberts persisting Roberto. He says, we're in a relegation battle. Two points from 21 with a squad that shot of confidence, can't defend, blah, de, blah, de, blah, because he's going to say something. When I said, I'll get upset. Diop is the shadow of the player was last year. Aladon looked like he's worth four million. Anderson might well not be on the pitch. Question for you guys. We're waiting for Fabianski to come back and Antonio to get full fitness save us. Mm, maybe. 
That's our only thing we're holding on to. And yes, minute. I think it will, actually. Is our only yes. hope? So, and he goes, Help me, Obi-Wan yeah, Kenobi. So he said, don't get me started on Sullivan's 10 years plan. Uh, Brady out, Pellegrini out, balled out. Clive Catterall. Just heard a rumour on TalkSport that we've had some sort of talks with Chris Hewton. MP in. Thank you, Clive. You can comment again. Uh, we, well, we covered Chris Hewton, haven't we? Or Houghton. As, uh, unless Chris Houghton's not Chris Hewton. It's someone else that we've never heard of. Uh, Mitch Taylor. We're going to need Big Sam back. Right, you can piss off. Rick Burns. I'm thinking that we put Pellegrini <laughs> in Dalton. If anyone mentions Allardyce, you go. I don't care what you will should put. Rick Burns, I'm thinking we put Pellegrini in goal for the next game and Roberto in charge. They both can't do any worse than the person's role they're taking over from. Uh, so, next up is a, a new friend of the show, Marvin Sobudu. <laughs> Has anyone got any? You have a great, you have a great time you know, in, in your little shed. <laughs> Has anyone got a horse percenter we can send to Fabianski? I don't know what he means there, but we won't win until he's back. The opposition will just target Roberto. Why keep taking Anderson off? Would we'll do nothing for his confidence. If Pellegrini is fed up with him, then bench him for Masuaku Holland. I'm with you there, actually. I'd bring Holland in. Uh, Antonio was great. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, P.S. Still no Masuaku. Do we know why, Sean? Uh, what do you reckon, Sean? Don't do you know, know why? Is. No. Oh, no, he doesn't. No. No. Uh, he wouldn't just say no. He would go on for about yeah, five true. minutes. And, and, and if you think I made Marvin's answer. name longer today, the reason for that is I said every time we don't win, I'm going to make his name sound. I'm going to do the boo bit longer. <sighs> It's not looking good. We'll take up the whole show by the time we win a game. Just saying Marvin Sabudu's name. Lee D. Dumphy. I don't know if he's got a stutter, but for some reason he's called Lee D. Dumphy. Uh, nothing against stutterers, though, people. That's don't probably just his name. You know, I don't want people <laughs> complaining about me. Do you think it is just the keeper that is the problem, or is it more deep-rooted than that? I think it's just a keeper. Saw a stat today that we've been outrun by all our opponents this season, which is worrying when you're near the foot of the table. Clark Oi, because that's his name. Clark Oi, fantastic episode with Canning Town last week. What a bloke. I don't understand what people expect from West Ham. It's always been like this, in brackets, even in my much shorter lifetime, because he looks very young. Question is this. Covered that earlier, though, we didn't did. We? Why would anyone come to West Ham now? MP spent all the cash, a star's values going down, not up, and surely we've got to give them a chance to turn it around. Why would anyone come? Uh, Brady out. Money. Clark's in the gang. Nice one, Clark. Michael Levy Jr. People love free names now on Facebook, don't they? And I don't know if that means his dad was Michael Levy and he's junior or whether his last name's Junior and he likes Daniel Levy. But anyway, Michael Levy Jr. goes, Hey guys, I'm your 10th listener. Brackets, Dizzy Heights. Keep up the great work. I would love to hear your thoughts why on earth we are. Oh, I would love to hear your thoughts on why on earth we are and have always been so inconsistent. Got it. I've watched West Ham for nearly 40 years, 
different owners over the years, numerous managers, county ball players, and yet we always lose and manage to fall from grace. Beat a Man United, then looms to teams like Wrexham, Forest, Wimbledon, Oxford, Wim, like, to name a few. It's in our DNA, or, or are we, as our song suggests, destined to fade and die? Seems like ingrained mentality for failure. Maybe we should really be focusing on sports psychology. Is we'll change the song. Would you, would you, would you, <laughs> I mean, what song could we have? <laughs> I, you know, bit of, bit of Bon Jovi, keep the faith, people. That's what I think. Keep the faith. Uh, he finishes. Michael's in the club with Rita out. Jeremiah Carson, when would a ball open for tryouts for the keeper position? Please, God, Roberto's trash and Pellegrini. Oh, you can go. Chris Murphy, the main problem is the goalkeeper, not the manager. Can we beg Rob Green to come and play for? I'll tell you what, that's not a bad idea, is it? Rob Green's retired. Well, he doesn't play isn't he? professional football, is he? Yeah, but, he, he, yeah, but he so he's available then, isn't he? Yeah, but then so is Ludo McCloskey or. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Oh no, that's a bit bit different, isn't it? He's he, only he just retired, retired in, in, in March, isn't it? Or, or when did he retire? Uh, May, sorry. So he, he could be up for it. Uh, Charlie Fawkes, time for Anang. I don't know what that means, is, but can't be worse than Rubber Toad. He might be the under twenty three keeper, actually. Anang. Yeah, I was going to say, he must be a keeper. Uh, Robert Jesse, how has this gone so bad so quickly? Uh, Simple, he answers the question, saves us doing it, thankful. Uh, Fabianski, any idea when he might be back? Do we know, as, as, as Silly Nuts said? A couple cut? of weeks, I reckon, don't they? Silly uh, Nuts, I don't know what, yeah. what he said. Uh, Palumi Ogluluna said before this stretch of games that we'd be lucky to get three points unless we beat Chelsea, and it looks like we'll only get two. Upcoming schedule don't look great. He's worried about Southampton and Bournemouth. Or oh, no, he's not. They look like the only winnable games until Brighton on February the 1st. Blimey, I've not looked that far, Ed. He thinks we're in relegation trouble. Uh, Belinda Case. Evening, peeps. I'm not going to do the voice, people, because I'm a bit, you know, fed up with it now. Where to start? Well, it was like a shit show from start to finish, Matty Pips. Playing Haller at the moment is like only having 10 men on the pitch. No ball screaming at him. Roberto scared. Rice did some great tackles and stops. Lack of creativity. The only bright note was Antonio. You know, I have been keeping the face, but she's struggling. The talk of MP and Eddie are coming in. Give me effing strength. <sighs> Language. If I was the lovely lady Brady, and it pains me to say this, I'd be on a plane to China with a bag of cash. <laughs> Uh, if the board go this rope, let's face it, if we drop into the bottom three, it's possible, then I'd go for one manager. She wants the Spanish waiter, but it is. Uh, loving the show as always. Regarding my position in the listeners team, she can make a decent tea and she's fast. Just saying. Well, can you make a cup of tea fast <laughs> then, Bell? Because I'm gasping here. Dear, dear. So why we put you in the team for the tea. Uh, Richard Dodds, well, my ansoms, what can I say? Question number one, my beauties. How does it feel to be a cartoon version of Ian Bill, a thin version of that? Oh, I think that's for Sean. He's not here, is he? 
Sean Crane. I bet he's talking about your cartoon that you dump, got done for no, your birthday. No, this was, how does it feel to be a cartoon version of Ian Bill? Well, obviously, that's Sean, isn't it? Because he said Finn version. And as I complained to Jay, he didn't make me Finn. Uh, Sean Cream Team Jam on first, or Cream... Oh, well, Sean's... Made you look about 20 well, years younger, yeah. though. I do look like that. Yeah. 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 Catch me on the bad day. Uh, Nigel, how did it feel to look like you were on a version of Brady Bunch the other night, American Amers? <laughs> and uh, and last with away tickets still available for Wolves and Southampton will Sean be attending these games legally <laughs> <laughs> he's probably already got oh, his tickets I've got, I've got a funny yeah, story like about my ticket for Wolves uh, which I'll tell you later <laughs> it's, it's, uh, read my position because I, I, I was going to go to Wolves but I may not be going now Uh Read my position in the football team. He may be fat, but I'm not a fuck. Clive Catchell, MP out. You can bugger off. Lewis Aaron Trout. You still want Audrey Roberts as manager. Lewis Aaron Trout says Stevie G. Uh, we need an up and coming, not old and wrinkly. He said that's not that's the manager, not Nigel and Sean. Paul Goodell, Brady out with Roberto stuck up her ass head first. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we've got one more John Mansfield he's come to the conclusion Roberto is nudes of Pellegrini and he's threatening to release him if he doesn't play our crap must our crap must David Martin be if he can't get a game that is true and Dave Sperry says do you think MP has to go with two up top or will he go back to leaving Aller all alone next week love the pod Two up top. We never covered that, do we? He won't. I, uh, to he be fair, go. we've not actually. We've all focused on the keeper. Top. The fact that we let four strikers go and only brought in Aller and a Jetty. Well, yeah, but that's the whole. That's been talked about. I mean, the, the fact that Tottenham Hotspur can come to our ground, not having an away win for eleven months, and just roll around and turn us over like that. I, I mean, know? that text today <laughs> that he sent to us about. What the the plans are with Husulos and that, I think summed it up for me. Nothing will change. No. Anyway, that's it. I don't know if there's anything on Twitter. So predictions for Chelsea. I'm gonna go for a four 0 loss. Wow. Yeah. Well, we 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 like losing there four 0 It happened a few years in the row. Yeah. See, I. I said 4-0 on my other thing and, uh, with where I got a load of Chelsea And they got on. their tails up. They're performing well. And we are awful. Any decent shot on target is going in. Nigel, your prediction, please. Um, I don't know about 4-0. I don't, I don't think they're that. I, I, I can see us losing 3-1. Um, I think it's going to score. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit tough. Well, we have been getting goals, haven't we? I think it's going to be a bit tough um, with Frank being there. That's the problem. Sometimes we get too wrapped up with him being there, but I can't see us winning. 3 1 lose. Yeah, I'll stick with that. John, you going for? I'll go 4 1 then. There you go. Good podcast. Good work, guys. Cheers. Be back next week. Sean will be back, so none of us will have a look in. Thanks for listening. Come on, you irons. Bye. 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 Bye.
will be more. More than just a podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.